12 o'clock, which means it's time to remind everybody that the noon lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to us by Call of Gracing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. And joining us now is Jim Rosenhaus, and our first guest of the day is always brought to us by Lincoln Electric, the number one provider of electric in Northeast Ohio, according to Mike Lucas, and also <laughs> is hiring for all positions. What's up, Jim? Thanks for joining us. Morning, guys. Jim, or afternoon, I guess, there. What's the temperature there, Jim? <laughs> Yeah, maybe 62, 63, but it's sunny. That's all that counts. Yeah, you just got to have the sunshine. Yeah, but it's 9 in the morning. I mean, 62 at 9 in the morning. I mean, come on, Jim. I can't, I can't complain. It Jim, might get to 70. Yeah, there you go. Jim, what's your favorite place to eat in Goodyear, by the way? You know what? I went to um, a place yesterday. We were actually over in Scottsdale. Okay. The Carlsbad Tavern. Oh, Unbelievable man. tacos and burritos. They have a main lobster enchilada that's on, off the charts. So I'm going with that. Yeah, the Mexican food in Arizona is, is a whole lot better than it is in Cleveland. Let's be honest. We're not Italian known for Mexican place. food here. I can't remember the name of it. It's where uh, Danberg took us when we were out there last week. Italian place not Ooh. far from Goodyear uh, that was really, really good. Really good. I hadn't been there before. but Bella was, Luna. That was it. That was it. It was tremendous. Yes. Really good food. I yeah. love their sauce. Hey, um, your your uh, thoughts right now as we're getting close to wrapping up spring training and going to the start of the season. Obviously, we had some concerns about could some of those uh, first-year players get stuck in sophomore slumps. Uh, Oscar wasn't hitting the ball great. He's been hitting it a little better lately. What's your kind of thumbnail assessment of this team as they get ready to head north and start the season? Before we get to that, can, can I just say I would like to somehow work in the word blitz picker upper today? I like that. Word. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I love that. Blitz picker upper. I got to see if I can somehow. <laughs> yeah, talk to one of the the Guardians players and see if they know what a blitz picker upper. I love it. I love it. Thing. I want to hear that. It's funny. We all knew what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. good point, Jim. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to know your quicker, thoughts on the Guardians as, uh, as they get ready to break spring training and, and where you think they are as they're, as they're getting ready to start the season. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, concerns about young players who had really good seasons a year ago. Can they duplicate that? And I'm sure that's something that, that Terry Francona is keeping an eye on. Uh, I think it's been a really good spring. Uh, you mentioned Oscar Gonzalez taking a little bit to get going. His first home run last night, he had three hits on Monday. So I think it's starting to come around for him. And that would be one of those young players that, that I think falls into that category that you got to keep an eye on and, and see if they can uh, match or take that next step forward to what they did a year ago. I feel like Stephen Kwan has the type of game that, that he'll be just fine and he's been doing it all spring exactly what he did last season um guys i think what it's going to come down to for this club they really had a good season a year ago staying away from key injuries yeah, yeah. and if they can do that again i think they'll be just fine it's hard to do um and i think what we saw last year was the twins and the white Sox had some major injury issues um and that really hampered them down the stretch when the guardians you know had had their whole crew with together most of the season so um, that bears watching uh, if they do have injuries how do they handle it uh, but yeah I, I think it's on the radar the the sophomore slump as they say for for a lot of these young players but i think there's enough 
veteran players here too that can help those young players along this season. Jim, the one guy, you know, I usually I, I usually ignore spring training numbers for the most part. However, uh, I was just curious because I haven't seen him pitch that much, and you, you know, I'm sure you've seen every start. Tristan McKenzie has really struggled. Uh, he pitched, he got blown up again. What was it, Wednesday? I think it was. I can't remember now. Are you concerned about him at all and his struggles in spring training, or is it just he's working through what he's got to work through, and he'll be fine when the season starts? You know, it's funny, Bo, because you're right. Like you, you don't want to be too concerned about spring training numbers, especially for pitchers. And Tito brought up a good point yesterday. Um, nobody's pitching to a scouting report yet, right? And I think that's helpful for for a lot of pitchers once the regular season gets going. A lot of times they're, you know, today I, I think I'm going to work on fastball command, or mm-hmm. maybe I'll throw my slider a little bit more because that hasn't been coming around. Um, but you're right. I mean, he, he's still, as of his last start against the Dodgers, uh, you know, there's still some some areas there where he's allowing more runs than we've grown accustomed to from him, especially last season. So he'll make one more start down here, and, and we'll see. I mean, he gave up the runs early against the Dodgers and then settled in pretty well after that. So uh, I don't think he's concerned at all. I don't think Carl Willis is concerned, the pitching coach. Uh, he said just a little bit of command issues, but uh, they don't seem concerned at all. The velocities there, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the pitches seem sharp, but he's just he's missing his spots a little bit more than we've grown accustomed to. Cal Quantrill was a guy that Jason Lloyd, one of our panelists here, joined us from spring training earlier in the week, and he said that, you know, Tito went up to Cal and said, you know, look, re- relax. You're pitching like crap, but you always pitch like crap in spring training. And then I saw last night he went out and threw five and two thirds of hitless baseball. So apparently the message was received, and I was really glad to see him turn the corner because he's a guy that the Guardians. We know what the front of the rotation is going to be. I'm more worried about the Plezaks and the and and Cal's and the back end. And it was nice to see he went out there and had the the outing that he did last night. He did. He, we were over there last night, and he was phenomenal. Um, and for him too, a uh, couple of fastballs in the mid nineties, which wow. you don't necessarily think of with him. Uh, so I think he's ready to go. He's had kind of a, a convoluted spring because of, of being with team Canada for the world baseball classic. So he had a two week stretch there where he, he wasn't on rotation, so to speak, but uh, looked really good last night. And that might circle back to, to your questions about uh, McKenzie you know, all it takes is that that one start where you put up a, a good line and everyone feels much better. Um, but it's not as if before last night they were doubting Cal Quantrill and, and what he can bring to this club. Right. Um, Tito has always said, look, you, you go on track record, especially with veterans. The worst spring training pitcher ever was Brian Shaw. <laughs> and every year he'd come out here and get lit up, and then yeah. he would be a, a real steady guy in the bullpen for the Guardians. So um, I don't think they're they're worried too much about Quantrill before last night, and then last night was a, a beauty, so they feel really good, I'm sure, heading into the season. Jim, you, you referenced the, the World Baseball Classic there with Quantrill. I know the Guardians didn't have a huge presence in the Classic like we've seen, like the Cardinals did, the Phillies did. They had a lot of players, especially on Team USA. We were talking about it the other day. I, I thought the tournament was great. I, I like a, like like a large. There is a segment. Uh, I think it's getting smaller. 
of the old school baseball fans that are like, we don't need this crap, blah, blah, blah. And I think I kind of had that attitude when this first started years ago. And I've slowly gone the other way. And now to the point where I was into this. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, the players are enjoying it. The competition is great. And I thought it was excellent for the sport. Where do you stand on that? And what have the players been saying to you about it? Everything you just said, I agree with. And, and I think um, here's what helps. Um, I went to a game last week yeah. here in Phoenix. They had one of the regionals. And I didn't want to go to a USA game. Um, I wanted to go something different and see how it was. Yeah. I, went, I took my family Wednesday at noon in downtown Phoenix. It was Mexico, Canada. We had a ball. Yeah. Uh, the place was probably three quarters full. It wasn't sold out. Uh, 90% fans rooting for Mexico. And it was wild. I mean, yeah. noisemakers, hats, um, horns, everything. And they were just going bonkers over their team. And, and they ended up winning. It was really fun. We walked out of there and said that that was that was a blast. Yeah. And just talking to uh, probably the most um, the player who who had the most good, I guess, positive experience with it would have been Andres Jimenez, uh, mm -hmm. the Guardian second baseman, was with mm -hmm. Team Venezuela. They were in Miami. Every game was sold out, uh, and they made a little bit of a run to the next round. And he said it was as fun a time as he had had um, at any point in baseball, which wow. uh, this was a playoff club here last year. Yeah. And, and they had so many great moments. But he just said playing for your country um, and in that environment was really, really good. Um, and I think what was good this year for Team USA, guys like Mike Trout played. Yeah. And, and that was good. I, I think they still need to figure out how to get more of the, the top line pitching to take part and, and then that's still a hard sell for a lot of teams to allow Bieber would have been a no guy to, to play in that. But yeah, we, we um, talked about that. It's good for the guardians that he didn't probably. So um, I think that's what they're working through, but both of the things that you said, I really enjoyed it. I watched a lot of the, you know, the last couple of games on TV and it was fun. Hey, Jim, I got a question for you. We've had a couple Guardians on throughout the summer promoting Guards Fest. We had Will Brennan in particular, who was an awesome personality. You're around the team a lot more than we get a chance to be. Who is some guy, maybe not a star, but one of the guys on the roster who has a infectious personality, a kind of guy that draws everyone else in the clubhouse around him? Um, I mean, the obvious. Jose Ramirez and, and – you can't really have a lot lengthy conversation with him because of the language barrier, but he's just funny. Um, <laughs> he really is, you know, as good a player as he is, uh, he makes guys laugh in that clubhouse. Um, they'll miss Austin Hedges for sure. And, and we're kind of waiting to see if, if there's someone else who uh, might bring up the silly factor a little bit. Um, Cause certainly Hedges was there with that. Um, Josh Bell's a, as, as nice as they come, but as seemingly, at least right now, a little, a little quieter and more laid back. But, um, yeah, I mean, guys like Cal Quantrill, he'll, he's fun to talk to, good conversation, big hockey fan, obviously, being from Canada, things like that. I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. But um, it's just that, you know, there's so many young guys. It's almost, uh, you don't want to say like a, a college atmosphere, but they're pretty loose. And, and you know, you walk into that clubhouse, and, and Jay, you were out here for a little bit, and, um, 
you know, there's card games going on. They're playing chess a lot, which you don't see or you didn't see until last year when Quan showed up and, and he's a big chess guy. So is McKenzie. Um, so there's all, there's all kinds of good stuff going on. And, and um, you know, when you say who's the who's the character and that type of thing, it takes a little bit to get into the season to truly figure that out, um, especially this time of, of spring training, because there's still some cuts to be made and guys are a little tight and that kind of thing. Just wondering what their future might be so it's a little bit different vibe but i think once they set the team and we're in seattle next week that's when you'll see things uh be a little bit different and you might be able to find out a little bit more but jose ramirez uh top of the list for sure in, in terms of of uh characters no question you know jim you know you look at jose ramirez you look at uh oscar gonzalez you look at rosario um obviously they had bell where do you see the the increased power numbers coming from? Where where do you do you do you see any power numbers coming from? Maybe somebody you don't expect, um, and, and do they have to increase the home runs uh, in order to compete? Um, I, I would say in the playoffs. Well, um, if Josh Bell he's hit thirty seven in, in a season, I know he was down a little bit home run wise a year ago, but um, it'd be interesting to see starting a season spring training with a new team and, and, and kind of getting comfortable. And, and he's, he hit a bomb last night that might still be going. Yeah. Um, you know, that's certainly a power source. Uh, it'll, Mike Zanino has it. He has it in his DNA. I mean, he's had a 30 plus home run season, but he's coming off an injury. So you don't want to put too much of that on him in terms of, of the young guys. I think Oscar Gonzalez can be a big home run source. There's no question. Um, they're still working through some inconsistencies in terms of chasing pitches and then laying off pitches outside the strike zone. He's got tremendous power. Josh Naylor has tremendous power. And I know he had a good season a year ago, but he's even, he's more healthy this year. He had to really manage coming back from a, a major leg injury from the year before. And he managed that all last season and still hit 20 home runs. Um, but he's had a huge spring. So you know, I think power-wise, it's in there for, for some of these guys. Um, maybe there's someone unexpected that, that goes on a, a tear this year power-wise. But I think those would be your, you know, in addition to Ramirez, um, Ramirez, Bell, Naylor, Gonzalez would be four prime power candidates. And they're right in the middle of the lineup, stacked up pretty good. Jim, last year, the, the kids had so much opportunity. Um and we saw a lot of them. Some of them now are fixtures in the starting lineup. But that's not going to be the case this year because a lot of those question marks we had going into last year have been answered. I know Arias is having a good spring. Will Brennan's hitting the ball. Like, where are those guys going to fit in to this club throughout the year? You know, I think to start, they'll be scrambling to get at-bats. But both of those players that you mentioned, they can hit. Yeah. And don't be surprised if one or both a couple of months into the season, you're seeing them, them in the lineup somehow, some way every day. Wow. Because there's going to be there's going to be an injury. There's going to be someone who who struggles unexpectedly. It's just it's going to happen. It, it does every season to every team. And those two seem primed to take advantage of an opportunity. Um, again, they might have to scramble early on because you would think. You know, Arias is kind of a super utility guy, and Brennan would be your fourth outfielder. But Tito has a way of, of 
kind of finding that hot hand and figuring out a way to, to ride those type of players. And, and both of those guys you mentioned would be two prime candidates to, to fall into that category. I'm still hoping for a Brian Reynolds trade. I know it's probably not going to happen at this point. But, uh, <laughs> Two years we've been I, talking about He's been I waving mean, Brian Reynolds is making reasonable money. He'd be a perfect fit. But okay. But let me ask you this. You're not Jim. holding your breath on this, are you, Bull? No, nah, I better not. <laughs> I would have been long dead by now. Uh, but let me ask you, in terms of the pitching, I actually have some concerns about Plesak and Savali. For me, I don't trust either guy. And I'm thinking about the second half of this season. If, if those guys are not where we, they want them to be, is it more likely they have a little payroll flexibility to trade for a veteran? Or could we see Gavin Williams? Could we see Bibby? Like, are those guys in the plans if they pitch well and stay healthy for this, this year, even if it's not till June? I think it's, it's that second option you talked about, the younger guys. Although I will say, and, and gosh, it's, it's spring training. Everybody's optimistic. Yeah. But uh, Police Hacks looked really good here the last couple yeah. of starts. And Zavali's been really solid all spring. So I think the, the wild card for them the last couple of years is they, they've had goofy injuries. And, and they haven't been able to stay healthy. And um, I think if they can, they'll have the type of seasons that we've seen from them uh, in the past. Not the recent past, but going back a little bit. So... Um, but I would think there's a strong belief in some of the young arms in the system and their time is not at the start of this season, but right. uh, as you mentioned, maybe midway through, if there's a need, um, I think you could see some of those names that you mentioned, Bobby and, and Williams being right at the top of that list, but there's others too. So, um, it'll be interesting. And again, you know, who's to say if they're in a, in a really good position, do they pull off the type of deal like they did in, in 16 where they went after an established game-changing type veteran pitcher like an Andrew Miller? Um, I don't know what that means this year starting pitching-wise who's available, but um, maybe they do look at it as, you know, you, you have a, a really good team right now going into the season, and, and what would that extra push look like around the trade deadline? Yeah, we gonna well. You you just brought up my point, Jim. You, let's spice this up a little bit. You talk about trades. Now let's see. Let's get in the trade machine. My fellow colleagues here put together uh, uh, one of the best trades of all time for Shohei Atani. Now here's what we can do. Um, let me ask you uh, about this trade. I know you're you're a serious journalism or you're a journalist, so you might be like, ah, these guys are crazy. No, I'm not. So, <laughs> so how we gonna spice this up is now I don't know these prospects. I so, said, so I give we it were, up to him. We were having the conversation, Jim, about the question was asked. It, even though you know you can't sign him long term, would you trade? Even though you have to give up a ton of prospects to get him, and we know the Guardians would never actually do this, or at least we assume they would never actually do this. Would you trade whatever it took essentially to get Shohei Otani? And I said he's so unique. And I don't think outside of the Astros that the American League has any other that teams that are that great that I would do it because he's so special. Attendance would, would rise no. that I would do it. I said, even if it took, even Give if I got to trade Gavin Williams, package, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep one between him and Bibby. But if I got to trade them both, I got to trade Arias. I got to trade Valera. I know. I know. It's, <laughs> I have so much confidence in the Guardians front office to replenish all those tools, all those young players that I would go all in and essentially do whatever it takes to get Otani. Your thoughts? 
When when did we do this? Is it like right now, well, or do we wait no, for the trade deadline? No. So here was the real well, hypothetical. Well, I prefer to do it now, but we were talking yeah, trade deadline. And, and, yeah. And so the hypothetical hype machine, the yeah. way we worked it was, they're like 20 games over 500 at the All Star break. Okay. They're well positioned. They've got a nice, comfortable lead in the Central, but you know they're still maybe a little bit behind either the Astros or the Yankees or both. This would be the move that you, you know, you right add there. a bat, you add an arm. Like, what more do you want? Would you do it? I'm going to go counter. Um, if, if, if I had to do it then for two months of him to give up all those guys, no. If we're doing it tomorrow, I think a lot more strongly about it to get a whole season of Otani. And I get what you're saying. You want to see how where we are. But if we're going to do this, let's do it now. And, and have him for the whole year because you're going to lose him at the end of the year. Well, the reason I and wouldn't do it now, Jim. Too much. You want the whole thing, don't I you? I know, but Jim, the reason I'd be afraid to do it now because in Cleveland sports lore and and in in recognizing <laughs> and 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 acknowledging fears, the curse of Rocky Calvin. Oh, I live in my fears. Lore. I know you do. I am my fears. <laughs> but in in acknowledging that the curse of Rocky Calvito and all that nonsense. Yeah. The Guardians would trade for him, and God forbid, I'm not even going to mention any names. But key frontline talent go out with season-ending injuries in April or May, and then you start saying, "Oh my God, we gave away the farm, and for what?" But that could happen in July too. It could, but yeah. your chances of it happening are less. <laughs> I live in my people. Now wait a minute, Jay. You can't make a trade based on a or not make a trade based on a guy who might get hurt. Want to bet? Just believe in them. Want to bet? Because I'm telling you, this is Cleveland, Jim. This is what happens to us. I know. I know. <laughs> so you say, so I would, pretty, like, you would do it. I, if we could do it tomorrow, like right, right now, before the season began. Yeah. Because um, look at last year. What a boost it was when, when they signed Ramirez just as, as the season began. You're it was right. a big boost. So yeah, you do it now. a big catalyst. You're yeah, right. Could you imagine like. And then you clear up. You clear up all, like, if there's any roster issues with your 40-man roster, that's cleared up because you yes, move all these right. guys. Exactly. And I mean, clearing, it's about, everything's about, coming together. Think about the excitement of the players. Man. And think about oh. the excitement of the fans. You would immediately have a ton of tickets sold for the year. So I'm we, showing we, up. We have our headline from your appearance. Rosenhaus tells guard, <laughs> pull trigger now. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, we love you, brother. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to wear sunglasses to the complex today and, and not avoid Chris Antonetti and Mike Turnoff. That's right. They set me up. Tell if, we get done. if we were TMZ, that would be our headline. We we Rosie tells guards, <laughs> pull trigger now. Yeah, I'm never going back to the like baseball that. Great, though, isn't it? We can talk trades till the I cows come on. Tell, tell yeah. Mike his dad would pull the trigger for the number one sports talk guy, so he better pull the trigger for Otani. <laughs> See you, Rosie. Thanks, Jim. Wait, wait we're done. I gotta go. <laughs> hey, we'd love to keep you, man. Right. We no. got our highlight now. <laughs> Don't forget your sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've got Thanks our headline. For the time, guys. We're yeah. good to go. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Uh, you know what? We'll That's, get Jim back. That he was is, awesome. We'll get Jim back. Jim was great. That's what's so fun about baseball. Like, you can spitball on trades like that, and you're right, likely never to happen. But yeah, could right. you imagine oh my God. this oh, that, city would you. go bananas? Yeah, yeah. I would actually be a Dolan fan. I would I, I would let nobody talk bad about him ever. I st- I just I walk into cafes. You shut up. You say nothing about him. <laughs> shut your mouth. It is funny, Bull. That we didn't even really talk about this, but yeah. Rosie touched on it. 
it does clear yeah, up the, the 40 man, man roster issue. Because we've got guys that we may that well are, lose control of. That are have never going to play. I mean, they basically gave away Will Benson and Nolan Jones. You're yeah. right. You're and right. y'all told me you about know? Nolan Jones for 45 years. We loved him. And, and I Benson never first saw first round pick. <laughs> yeah, so let's just unload up four or five of those and get a Shohei Otani. That's right. That's right. Can you imagine? Because the reality is they're not all going to pan out anyway. And then, let me, let me just continue this mythical yeah, dreamland but, but, scenario. Yeah. They win the World Series, and Dolan <laughs> proclaims at the World Series celebration, we've just inked Otani to a 10-year $500 million deal. <laughs> and we each get a pony for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's brought done. to you by Colleague Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio uh, and the hypothetical trade machine on the ultimate. Man, that might revive Cleveland. Sports Cleveland. Show. You 500 million. <laughs> yeah, you think, you think LeBron had? We'd have Asian restaurants all over Cleveland. <laughs> Everywhere in Cleveland. They'd that make sure that he felt comfortable man. and he had plenty of places where he felt home. Hey, a Japanese man. restaurant on every corner. Let's do it. For Shohei. Let's, Let's go. Going. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah. Let's, talk, let's talk a little Jose, though, because Otani. Jose, 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 <laughs> Jose, Jose. By, by the way, that's the best theme music. Isn't it? Movies. It's awesome. Well, Edwin Diaz's uh, intro. Oh, no, that's the that's best. That's the best. That has uh, better than Sandman? Uh, not, no. I think, it's, I think it's better than it, it Sandman It actually is better, now. but Rivera's so great, but... but how yeah. about when they had Timmy Trumpeter? What's his name? Timmy Trumpet? I think it's Edwin Timmy Diaz. Trump. It was the Narco song. Yeah, but Timmy Trumpet's played. Timmy it, yeah. Trumpet. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Um, when they had him in, in the stadium, the stadium yeah. at City Field, mm-hmm. and he was playing that live on Sunday Night Baseball, and he and and here comes Diaz. Yeah, I'm not a Mets fan. I had goosebumps. Yeah, that was cool. I'm like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. We need right. more of this. I you know, he was there for four games before that happened. <laughs> Was, was he really? Yeah, they're waiting for a save. They just didn't have a save opportunity for four games. I didn't know that <laughs> yeah. part of the deal. Yeah, well, that's pretty week. funny. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. pretty the funny. The Jose chant is a good one. I yeah. love it. Yeah. All, all you're missing is the flares. The, you, let us have flares. <laughs> uh, Gonzalez, Gonzalez, we'll get to the Jose thing in a second. Gonzalez SpongeBob SquarePants is his walk-up song again that, this year. That was a good one. He's got to. That was kind of known for that. That was kind of dope, too. I mean, you could, but you could go kind of in that same genre and go with another like but cartoonish theme. The problem, from, though, is, as you know, Jay, baseball players are very superstitious. That's true. And yeah, so, that's like, true. he had a good year. With don't that don't mess song. with success. I can't mess with don't that. Mess, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, so... Do you want to take us through this? You got the graphic? I do, yes. So just to set everybody up, Jose Ramirez – or let me go back. ESPN released their top 100 players for the 2023 season. This was not what you've done in the past. This is not future project. This is the best players heading into the season. Right. And as always, Jose Ramirez gets the short end of the stick here. So we're going to run through the top 15 here because Jose Ramirez doesn't come in till that bottom five number. So, Steve, take 212 full. We'll run through one through five. Otani at one, no surprise. Mike Trout at two. How about the Angels with the top two players in baseball? Yeah. And Aaron Judge thing. at three. Manny Machado at four, which could be a little questionable. And Freddie Freeman at five. Steve, go to the next one, 213. We'll run through six through ten. Juan Soto at six. Julio Rodriguez at seven, wow. which might be the most egregious one of that's the most. It was a rookie Trey, last year. That's high, man. He was great as a rookie. He was great, but I mean, that's high. But that's absurd. Mookie Betts at 9, Nolan Arenado at 10. Go to the next one, Steve. We actually have through 20. We're going to run through all 20. Okay. 11, Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara. Alcantara, Alcantara, excuse me. Paul Goldschmidt at 12. Jose at 13. Then you have Ronald Acuna Jr. at 14. Jordan Alvarez at 15. And to round out the top 20, you have Vlad Guerrero Jr. 16. Francisco Lindor 17. 
Austin Riley, 18, Garrett Cole, 19, and Rafael Devers at 20. All right, let's go back because obviously the Julio – listen, in the end, whether Jose Ramirez is the sixth best player or the eighth best player yeah, in the you're 13, splitting hairs. It doesn't really matter. Right. He's one of the best players in baseball. Right. I, I can't – putting Julio Rodriguez out of him is absurd. Yeah. Putting Julio Rodriguez ahead of Turner, Betts, and Arenado is also absurd. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez, if I'm starting a franchise, yeah, he's 22 years old. I'd love to have him. I think he's going to be a great player, yeah. but he's only done it for one year. He's a, yeah. He was a rookie. That was my problem with the whole thing, too. Juan Soto, at, and you bring up the point that Juan Soto, in like, what was his third year last year, whatever it was, maybe it's, it's been a little longer. Than had that. a bit of a slump. He had a terrible year last yeah. year, especially after he got traded. So, you know, I would have Jose ahead of both of those guys. I would also have Jose ahead of Trey Turner, personally. I'm fine with Mookie Betts being ahead. I mean, Mookie and Jose, it's a it's a coin toss. Same thing with Arenado and and uh, Jose is a coin toss as well. Uh, what's the next couple of guys for Jose? The next is Sandy Al. Sandy Alcantara. I think you spelled it wrong there. I copied and pasted it from Google. Oh, did you? Okay. I, I, it's pronounced Alcantara, even though it looks like Alcantara. Uh, Goldschmidt ahead of Ramirez is fine. Alcantara is it? Had a great year last year, but that was his first great year. Yeah, I wouldn't have him in the top twenty. No, so it I would have. Correctly, by the way. I would Shout have Ramirez ahead of four of the guys ahead of him, so that would move him up to what nine? I think. Yeah, you know what's so Ramirez is he seven, belongs eight, nine. in the top ten. Yes, he's seven. And eight, there are nine. guys on there. I, I always say ESPN is always guilty of taking the cheese. Here's what I mean by that. Yeah, they are so enamored by the shiny new toy. Always. Every, and does it, it's not just baseball, always, basketball, always. football. They'll be the first to explain or exclaim rather that this person is going to be the greatest of all time. Like, right, wow, right. that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Let's see him do it longer. He's in a classic example of that. After the All-Star Home Run Derby, they were drunk on that kid. And there's a lot to get drunk on. Love he him. is an unbelievable I love talent, him. And he's a great kid. But you can't put a guy in the top ten after one year. Yeah, come on. Not after one year. Not after one year. He does what he did last year, two, three more years. Yes. Absolutely. Doable. But to your point, the adjust it's a league of adjustments. Of course. Juan Soto took a step back. A pretty a pretty big step back. Hundred percent. And the thing with Ramirez is and why he gets sometimes pushed listen, it's no insult to be the thirteenth best player according to a list. No. Not at all. However, the reason Jose gets ignored a little on these is because he puts up the same numbers basically every year steady at a very high level well i think it's because he plays in cleveland and That's he doesn't one. speak english I, well, and, no, and, and, and he doesn't look like a superstar and he when doesn't he, he waddles onto the field right he looks like a penguin not aaron judge and and, and i think he just doesn't and look all the factors and and a guy he at my keeps gym taking looks- discounts yeah, he when you when, like when you look at the players above him, Lindor is way too high on this list. But since he get all that money, yeah. you gotta put but him on it's there. It's also here's the thing: you talked about the shiny new toy. Some of these other guys are a little more volatile in where they are year to year. That's true. They're, none of those guys are ever bad. Jose is consistently here. Right. Ho- Jose mm. is never the best player in a year. But he's always a top five player in a yep, year. Always. Where some of these other guys are one, then nine, yeah. then then three, then fourteen. You know what's interesting about this? Usually when these lists comes out, there's yeah. some quibble a little bit about yeah. who's uh-huh. number one. No, there's none. None. But I would quibble. I would say I would put Judge now ahead of Trout. By, by, well, by the way, no, no, you I, can argue all you want for number two, two because I two. would too. Yeah, I think Trout's taking a little bit of a step back, and Aaron Judge with what he did last year. I, should be number two, but to me, yeah. If, if you talk to baseball fans, I think this is universal now. 
Otani no is <laughs> inarguably the best player no, in baseball well, right no. now, yeah. and you can make a case ever. Well, if you didn't believe it, if you saw the WBC, you saw it. Yeah. You <laughs> saw it on, on I mean, it, it, saw it. It's full like, display. It, it's like imagine Patrick Mahomes was also a top 10 pass rusher. <laughs> but, I mean, that's basically what it is. It, You're right. And You're by right. the way, I, I will say this. <laughs> right? I mean, what is very stark to me is that this is, okay, America's pastime, but baseball is dominated by foreign players. Not bred in the United States. Well, well it, there's still a lot of good American players. I, I mean, mean, but look at that top say. 20 list. Well, but, but Mike Trout and Aaron Judge are both American. Right, but, okay. but here's his point, and, and I will agree with you. I will still say that... Yeah. The United States is the country that produces the most, but if you put the, the United States against the world, uh, it's international it's players uh, are dominating so, the game. So right. let's look at the top, the top five. You got, you got three Americans there. Machado's from Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, and go back, go back. Well, well I count Latin, not Puerto Rico. I, if you're Latin, I, well, I, but if you're Latin and born in America, yeah, that's like, like like Latin Americans. Dominate. Uh, but but go ahead. All right, we'll say three. There's three Americans. Just look there. at the roster. Yeah. Trout, Judge, and Freeman. Team USA would qualify for Team USA. Okay, yes, they would. Okay, so that, that, that's how we'll do it. So yeah, Judge Freeman, USA, right? So that's three. So that's three out of Turner's five. Turner's American, Betts is American. Arenado's American. That's he played for Team USA. Arenado's American, yeah. too. So that's six <laughs> American. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Now let's go to the next core. Goldschmidt, 11. Yep. The and that's the only all. one. That's it. That so group. now it's seven out of, out of 15. And then Cole and Riley. Riley Cole Lindor moved to Florida, but he yeah, was but he's from Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. So, so say the Puerto Rico, it's about half. It's just about half of the top 20. Yeah, it's just about half. Yeah, it's it, right. Are you Puerto Rico? You're American, yeah, right? But right. they, yeah, technically, you are, but, but we'll keep it. But it really, those are the, <laughs> no, those are the are. studs. Well, but they, but <laughs> when you look at the rosters, yeah, like the Guardians roster, when you just scan down it, it's all these yeah. rosters, they're loaded with Latin if players. You, Combine all the Latin American countries together, it's yeah. about equal with the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. for a country that created baseball, and I'm not knocking it, hey, but here's they put a priority on it. When you go to Latin America, <coughs> that is a football, that's a basketball. They they in the streets playing. They play they, soccer too, but it's soccer yeah. and baseball. Yeah, well, it, the it, problem is baseball has not kept up with it. baseball. Was that thing? Yeah, it was. The other sports they're playing it in the neighborhoods of all Latin American countries, right? And they're no longer playing it in the neighborhoods in the United States. Uh, no. We still have especially an organized little cities. league program, but especially in the, in the inner cities, you almost never see never. it anymore, even never. though there's been a, a really concerted effort yeah. and a good job by the by Major League Baseball to try to bring it back. Yeah, the you kids are bored see, by it now. You rarely see even in the suburbs. Kids no. going out on their own. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't see it much. No. Where's the baseball I, when, when I was a kid, yeah, I'm sure when you were a kid, Brad, you guys. Well, look at the movie oh, yeah. Sandlot. Oh, yeah. Right. Look we at would that. just go to the park with our buddies and play baseball. It was Americana. Yeah. And now yeah. it just doesn't, you know, now they're looking at their phones for 20 hours a day. Yeah. That's there true. were also five other Guardians on ESPN's Top 100. Yeah. And five, oh, six, including Ramirez, fell in the Top 80. Steve, take the graphic here. Before we move on to our Top 5 today, do any of these five stand out to you? I feel like it's. Pretty favorable here wow, for the Guardians. I thought Juan was high. Um, I mean, I'd have to see. Oh who else wow! Was there. He's. But I'm, I mean, he only had one year. Top hundred. Now he was uh, number seventy nine. That's a lot of yeah. players in there. That maybe. seems high, but I would have to look at who's in that group before. You I know just... the question we've been asking about which of the Guardians' first year's breakout guys last year yeah. do you most feel comfortable with? Yeah. In Arizona, the talk about Quan was 
oh, this guy's here to stay. This is real. Yeah, he doesn't like, feel they, like a sophomore. He doesn't feel no. like with Oscar Gonzalez, you're like kind of holding yeah, your breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. if he doesn't get plate discipline this year, hey, it's going. It's he's going to step back. <laughs> this gonna, now, if crazy. even if his plate discipline is the same, but his home runs go from 11 to 22, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That do what you do. Give us the power. We'll right. take the 240 instead of a 280. Right, but you can't hit but 240 with, Quan, with no power. <laughs> no, everybody agrees with Quan. The things that he brings to the party, the speed, yeah. the defense, and the contact. He almost never swings and misses. I've been trying almost to get, never. I've yeah. been trying to get one of them slap hitters forever. <laughs> and that's every team needs one. I, I, and I here mean, he is. He, he, and so there's a lot, and not just in the Guardians organization, folks from other teams, when they talk about Stephen Kwan, they'll tell you, this guy's legit. We, he's a he's a bona fide player. Now right. is he 79? Yeah, I thought that was high. I have Dang, to see who's high. 80 through 100. You yeah, know, off the top of my head, I'm like, well, I don't know who's in that. Right. But you uh, don't remember who I mean, 84 is on that list, bull? What's that? You. <laughs> you don't memorize number 87? No. Can you tell me 81 to 85 or no? <laughs> like, no, I, I can't. Bull people, bull be put. I think they send. I they can still, make my own top. 100. They still send him game day, like little pamphlets, like the joints you used to get. Game right. Note, game notes. Yeah, game. They say he got the little thing he'd be tracking them please don't tell me you I used to do the game notes for the Batavia Muck Dogs every day wow <laughs> you'd, you'd write them up uh, yep I wow up. Holy no, cow. I was the only team in, in a ball that like had intricate notes on man by the way one last thing before we turn the page on this if you look at the top 100 the Guardians had six it was the fourth most of any team in the yeah that, well, that's where I was going yeah so if you do it and you think the talent is evenly dispersed in the top 100 every team should have three and a half players, right? Not, not even, not quite not three, three, but a third. A little, a three yeah. and a third yeah. players. These guys okay. got all everybody, and they've got the six. fourth most and six in the top eighty, right? All the top eighty. Yeah, fourth most and all theirs are in the top. Yeah, 80. I mean, I mean in that's, theory, that's incredible. The guys. top eighty, you should only have two and two thirds players. If you do it by average, right. you're right. And so here they are in the with top eighty. Six. That, so with their payroll, it's 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 amazing. We gotta start hyping this Shohei Otani thing up. It hits. It really do because you know Rosie is a diehard baseball guy. I thought for sure he'd be like, "Oh, you kids are so cute." I told him, "Yeah, I'll do it." You're a real journalist out here. He's a once in a lifetime player. That's why you ain't gonna get no Otani. Otani's gonna be in California forever. Even one year in Cleveland. Yeah, I said. Telling you the economic benefit that you would that you would reap because of Japan and there would be nuts. Yeah, you know you. Jay, you know you're not gonna get Otani out of California. It's just not. Gonna I happen. can't imagine well, they would trade him. Listen, now, I, at the All Star break, well, I, he might. doesn't have a say in that. By the way, no, but like if the do, Angels, here. if the Angels decide there's no way we're gonna sign this guy to a 500 million dollar deal, right? They have to at trade least. him. They have to move him. Yeah. And there are only two or three organizations that are better positioned than the Guardians to put a package together of young talented close to major league ready talent right. together to steal him away from the angels this unfortunately one of those other is the dodgers, the dodgers <laughs> i know that's what's we'll scary and the and the, so the dodgers will do it all in one fell swoop they'll announce the trade and then they'll say oh by the way we've inked him to a 10-year 500 million dollar extension no, 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 it's more than that like, you like, think it'll be more it might be. this 92. is messed up it's more than i mean did how judge get almost 400 million three yeah 360 for i mean he's judged with with pitching, <laughs> but here's my thing, he's a, Bull. He's throwing a Cy Young pitcher along with Aaron Judge. This is my problem. Yeah. This, like, if you put, like, say for instance, you said we got, we gonna get Giannis and like LeBron for one year. Every, you're not, they'll win right. every year. You have Trout 
and Otani, and you guys suck. And that's the thing Can't about make baseball. the playoffs. And that's How the thing is about that? baseball is they have to be throwing games. You have games. to have the team. No, they're not they throwing no, games. You talk about heroes and zeros. No, you go, they you, got the two biggest heroes in the game, back, according you, to that, and then they got a lot of zeros after that. You go back to what we talked about with the Browns. It is the middle people that make the team. Especially in baseball more than any of them. Look at our middle people. Like you threw Jimenez, Rosario, you know, I wouldn't even put Quan in there. I think Quan's above that, but yeah. you know, well, Jimenez is above uh, that too. Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So certainly, arcing above that. So, it you've got to have pieces in baseball. One piece is nice. That's why I am anti thirty million dollar plus year contracts. You, okay, you got oh, one Lord. piece. What are the other twenty four? Well, depends on what your payroll is, but if you yeah, can, you can I afford mean, it. But but the, but the bottom line is the Angels have spent. They have a good big payroll. Huge. They spent stupidly besides those two guys. Yeah, Anthony right. Rendon was Rendon, terrible. they paid him a Remember, ton of money. we're forgetting that for a long time, they also had two of the top five players when Poolholz and Trout were there together. That's right. But Poolholz was already those. shot by them. Well, he had some good years in, in, yeah, but in Anaheim for the most part, early. He was shot. For the most part, yeah. they overpaid for that. I think they could be in, in, in contention for a wild card this year. I think it's possible. Their pitching yeah. is, at least on paper, is better than it's been in years. You know who would love to see that now today more than even last week at this time is Major League Baseball. Oh, sure. They would love want to those see those guys in the playoffs. Can you imagine an Angels-Dodgers World Series? Oh, my God. Major League Baseball Massive would numbers. die of a stroke. Well, be, yeah, yeah. Or the Angels. Or the uh, Angels-Mets, maybe. Yeah, well, then you got both yeah, coasts. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, good call. I just want to remind everybody one last time that at the 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is sponsored by Collie Racing. Collie Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. Oh, I gotta short. I gotta, I gotta, short. I gotta talk to that man. I, I gotta. Right. I ask him next time he's here. I say, you, oh, oh, you oh. be really repairing. You be really paying for the repairs. Oh, we talked back. about that yesterday. I was, I was here, here yesterday. Remind me before I leave. I got a box of goodies for you guys from mm. Matt Colley. Uh, oh, that's crazy. Everybody nice. on staff. That's so, crazy. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Matt, I'm glad I brought that. Matt's up. getting it done. <laughs> Matt, I'm glad I brought that. Up. Yeah, I am too because I totally forgotten about it. It's in my car. That's why I'm on the show. Mike, you got a top five for us. I do the race report. They are in Austin this week. That's okay. your colleague racing. Report. Yeah, you know what? And so listen, you guys gave me bad info. You told me he was in Richmond. <laughs> I didn't tell you nothing. Yeah, Earl said they're Earl, in Richmond. What happened? Mr. Yesterday, NASCAR on Monday, the ball. earlier this week, Richmond. So yeah, I see Matt yesterday. I go, hey man, you, you, when you leave for Richmond, it's like next week. I go, you're gonna miss the race. He goes, no, I'm going to Austin for the race there this week. I'm going to Richmond for the race next week. See, man. Well, you know what? Earl's working from home today, so we'll take it up with him. You're my dude. You know that. I love you, but you gave me some bad info, man. <laughs> do not make Earl, what happened? Do Earl? not make Simon the Likeable look bad. Jay knows all information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I said it with my chest, too. I'm like, you ready to go to Richmond? Yeah, I was, uh, I was doing my homework with you, dog. Richmond no. all day. No, I ain't be there next year. We're going to do top five, and then we're going to do a viewer question. Before we leave, a little preview of overtime today. And today's oh, top, top five, five, ultimate five. Well, you worst. ain't done one of these in a minute, bro. Where you been at, bro? The what worst you, sports this is, cliches. This is what we used to do. Use. Yeah. We need trumpet music underneath that top five animation. We can play on that. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot. I'm going to go through the honorable mentions first. I have changed the order. I'm going to let Anthony explain one of these two because we disagreed on a lot of these as what was actually worse than the others. So right. these were the honorable mentions. These did not make the, the top five. All right. Nothing comes easy. I hate that one. It's a must-win game. I, 
Must win uh, game. Yeah, uh, there's a, wait, these, oh, these, no, no, no. You got you got them written down. They on the screen. Oh, you got them written down. These, or are, just, these, we these are honorable mentions, not on graphics. These are honorable okay. mentions. Yeah, okay. these are not yeah. the okay, top. Okay, go ahead. Five. Give them to me again. Must win game. That's a good. That's cliche. that's the most overused. Yeah. yeah I mean, the only time you can say that is when it's an elimination right. game. Give I thought the first one was unworthy. Give me your honorable mentions again, Mikey. Must win game. Okay. There's no I in team. Okay. Can't stand that one. I hate that one. It's a game of inches. Nah, football field's 100 yards, man. It ain't inches. <laughs> yeah, but when you miss a touchdown by that much and lose the game, it's I a game I don't of like inches. that cliche, but your, your analysis of it is false. And last honorable mention, just take it one game at a time. <laughs> yeah, Can't that, stand that, that one. That should have been on the list. I we think. hear that one all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One game I at a time. That. All right, let's go with the oh, top five. Here's the top five. Number five. All right, here we go. They're just a game manager. No. That drives me that bonkers shouldn't be on the when they use game. It is. Lazy analysis to call when a game right, manager because, because it's in any pre- situation, even Patrick Mahomes is technically managing a game. Thank you. I it's can't a stand the all right. game manager. First of term. all, it's not overused. It Second is. of all, it's not a cliche. They it only is. use it. They, how often does that even get used? A lot. Anytime they 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 no, 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 they you can't it. mention Trent Dilfer the, without the, saying game well, manager. Wait a second. To me, an overused sports cliche has to be something they use in every no, sport. No, no, no. This is the most one. overused. These are just the ones I hate the most. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. worst, the worst sports cliche. But they yeah. do use game manager. But one game at a time and a game of inches are way more used than that. But they if are. Anybody, be, anybody besides a franchise quarterback is by default a but game manager. It's tr- and that, uh, that, 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 there's no middle ground. What do you describe yeah, it you as? You got your elite eight and then you got yeah. 24 game, game managers. And like I said, these are not the most overused. These are just, in my opinion, the worst ones. And it's 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 his list, like Fine. so we can Fine. we can beat you up all we want. <laughs> yeah, it's more mad about he mad there. about that man's list. I hate <laughs> your phone number. Yeah, how can you not like vanilla ice cream? <laughs> that, that was number four. Was number four. That. It is us against the world. Because in Cleveland, it's us against the world. When I was in Texas, it was Texas A&M against the world. When I was really? in Tennessee, it was NASCAR against the world. When everybody. I was in Boston, everybody it was the Red Sox that. against everybody the world. Does. Everybody does New that. Jersey, Mikey, Mikey the finally got it right. No, Chicago. No, no, they ain't us against the world. No. You got Mike. <laughs> everybody got it right. Or, or like us against the world, and what you know, insert team name here is Mafia. Is it's basically the same thing? Yeah. It does like both annoying. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, that mafia one is. That is right. Yeah. That year, you're right. What's number three? It's nothing against Cleveland or any place. It's just it is annoying that expression. Yeah, it's right. against yeah. the world. Yeah. All right, number three. Like in Cambodia, they don't care. No. They don't even know about the Browns. No, Cambodia at all. against the world. He does all the little things right. AKA the worst and I laziest love, way I to love describe. That you put a picture of JJ Reddick up there for that. Yeah. What do I do? I don't even have to say. You guys know exactly what That's I'm what I know what doing. Yeah, I know That's what, what you're doing. That's what you're doing. You can put Wojciechowski up there. You can cut you like like who else? Kirk Cousins. Like if you wanted to put anybody that is not overly athletic. But uh, never really gets in Any trouble. Any white slot receiver yeah, yeah, in that group. They yeah, do all the little yeah, things. All the right. little things. Yeah. Yeah. First guy in, last guy out. More quick than fast. <laughs> What's number two? Stupid. Number two. This one drives me crazy. Thing, we know. have the blueprint. No. Just because you have the blueprint. That, I don't, I don't know, know who says it, this. Nobody says that. Yeah, you, says still, that? you still need the pieces. <laughs> Mike, no. Listen, the blueprint to stop Tom Brady. Have the I've got the blueprint. Pressure up the middle. I, I'll give you a blueprint real quick. Yeah. For every sport, score more than the other team you win. Yeah. Done. Blueprint. I, Done. I, that, now I, go do it. I, that expression doesn't get used much. I, I don't, no, I've, not never, a ton. I've never heard no. it. That's yeah. not so, a ton. So, Mikey, here's a good cliche. Here's a good one for you. This is do or die. Yeah, that, okay. yeah. That was also the on, same on the, yeah. the list. Do or die is the same as must win game. One, Mike. 
What's your, what's your number one worst this sports one, cliche? This one, I can't stand. It drives me absolutely bonkers when people use it. I have tried at my hardest not to use it, and it's not the most common one. This one just, it really irritates me. Take it, Steve. The game is all mental. You know what game's all mental? Chess. 100%. You know what game's not all mental? When you're tackling somebody, when you're trying to tackle When you have to run fast. Space, when you have to try and stay in front of Donovan Mitchell in a one-on-one with a seven-footer set of screen for you. It is well, not all mental. I don't think Mikey knows the definition of cliche. Yeah, we're, what we're getting caught up in here is phrases. Phrases. Right. Maybe I should have said yeah, phrases. Yeah. Phrases, I think, is where you wanted to go. Right. Or, um, or, or like a cliche that I don't like. He's the emotional leader of the team. That's, uh, no, here's another cliche for you. It's it's Super Bowl or bust. It's championship yeah. or bust. It, here's a back against the wall. Back against the yeah. wall. That was yeah. also cliche, a cliche. phrase or opinion that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Right. Well, I guess all uh, those it, did, by yeah. that definition. But some of the a lack of original thought, yes, but some of those are not overused. You're ev- you haven't been here long enough to get the worst I should have said phrase. Well, to your credit, I should have said phrase. What What's the worst the, one? Uh, the worst one, and when I say it, everybody right. on this panel is going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah. What is it? Maybe next year. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm done with that one. Oh, yeah. I'm like it, close to throwing hands yeah, yeah. when people like, tell like, me maybe I, next I, year. I, I'm triggered by that. Maybe I'm, next year. I'm triggered by it, too. I'm I mean, triggered. one of the first podcasts that I heard of in the city it, was waiting for next, next year. year. It, that podcast. Yeah. Oh, no. Here's it. What about this one? It's, 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 it's a moral victory. Oh, yeah, that's another one. The moral you know, victory. More, the good old moral victory. Where does that show up in the standards? I don't see that anywhere in there. It's a moral victory. I see wins and I see losses. I don't see MVs. The moral victory. That's, My that's, that's the loser. Sign of a loser. Yeah, that's what we want. boys used to say, you know what another word for yeah. potential is? Yeah. Suck. Yeah, right, right, hey, right, that, right. That trust the process is getting thrown out there a lot. Yonder that's a good one, yeah. too. I, that, I, that, I, I mean, that is. what is the process, bro? What are you talking about? Like, Get better players than all the other teams in the league. That's process. Process, right? <laughs> this, they don't Maybe get that. next year. Yeah. Oh, that next year would get to. Oh, that. That, that hurts a little bit, too, because it's like I just wasted a year. I got older. My cells are, are depleting as we speak. They don't regenerate at the same rate. That is why my hair is falling out. My, my, my short-term cells are yeah. dying every day, and we wait till tomorrow. Have you guys ever had a season end, a foot, uh, any season of your favorite team, where they didn't win a championship, and yet you were like, that was a great season. I enjoyed it. I'll tell you one. Was 2016 Indians? No, 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 no. Not 20. It was 2014 Cavs. Kyrie got hurt. Kevin Love got hurt. Oh, yeah. You know what? The first and, year. And, and, and we and, thought and, that was a and, wrap. And him and Delhi got us a win, and, and he spiked the ball. I said, Lord, I cannot yeah. believe we didn't get embarrassed. LeBron, it was LeBron, Delhi. Maz golf and some other bums, right. but I wasn't even mad because we was just like, yo, we had Kyrie and Kevin, y'all was gonna get smoked. But yeah, 2014 yeah. the only day. T- 2016 because we came so close. No, I can look back now and say that was a fun ride. Right. What a hell of a season! But the fact that we were so close to yeah. the prize and missing the same with the '97 yeah. uh, Indians where they lost in extra innings in Game Seven. I, I wonder maybe because the Cubs won, I was able to think of it this way. Yeah, but for me. The 20, what year is this? The 2021 Bengals season, in which they had a heartbreaking loss to the Rams in the Super Bowl. Right. I look at it fondly. I, I, ultimately, I want them to win a Super does, Bowl. Does it come down to expectations? Because you because didn't have expectations nothing, that year that they would go to the Super nothing. Bowl. Nothing. Even when the right. playoffs started, I didn't think they were going so to the Super Bowl. So when you get into that icing on the cake, like house right. money level, yes. it's easier to think 
Yeah, you know what? That, that what a fun season. But I, but, I, but when I passed interference, you had to be six. Yes, when I, I was. Yeah, yeah when it was that. Close. I had so much fun. It was the first year my son really cared about it. Yeah, and we yeah. had fun together. I will say the year. What year was it now? Was it fourteen? Um, it's all jumbling together. The year that the Indians. Won all those games at the end of the season to get into the wild card. Yeah, that was incredible. Against the Rays in 15? Yeah, that, I, think it was, I can't remember. 14 what year. They played the Rays and, and got Danny smoked. Danny Salazar pitched. One game. Yep, one game. One game. Remember Danny Salazar pitched that I game? I do remember Danny and, Salazar. But they, but I was at this ballpark when Jason Giambi oh, hit the oh home God. run. Yeah. They had that winning streak to get to they the playoffs. They went nuts. I, it wasn't even that many people there, but I was, I was jumping up as if I'd been rooting for the Indians my whole life. We were going crazy. Everybody's walking out of the stadium high-fiving after that game. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun year. I really enjoyed it, even though they didn't win. I got two notes in a super chat. Uh, I'm going to do the super chat first because the two notes are going to get us off tangent in a sec. And whenever <laughs> we bring you super chats, it's brought to us by PCC Air Force. Looking for a job with career advancement. And great benefits. Well, PCC Air Force is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in East Lake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and mm -hmm. a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Uh, King David says, Brad, why is Mobley and Mitchell not being considered more for NBA awards? Mitchell, All-NBA, and Defensive Player of the Year for Mobley. Because we're in Cleveland. That's why. Because if it was in New York, Donovan yeah. Mitchell's not at the MVP. No, no, Mitchell's no, going to make a but, but all here, of the A team. I think his point is not so much the NBA, uh, the MVP. I mean, is this the, the the effect he's had on the team has been a a yeah. a, a super high value. Yeah, it, it gets discounted here in Cleveland or any market, Milwaukee, smaller yeah. places like that. You have, if this was going on in New York City, oh, you'd hear about it all day but long. But Jalen Brunson's having an yeah, amazing man, ain't nobody paying attention. He's not Jaylen being Brunson. talked about but, for MVP. But but, I, but here. Jalen Brunson's not on the Brunson, same level as Donovan Mitchell. Jalen Mitchell shouldn't win the MVP. Jalen Brunson, I'm not arguing that he should. Okay. Jalen Brunson's production against Donovan Mitchell's production is, is not is a comparison, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. But I'm saying the level he's delivering it at here, right? If it was in New York City, right? Yeah. Your boy Steven well, Smith was yeah, there. No question. Oh man, this this would be the last thing you'd be talking about. I mean, you'd be here about it every day. Yeah. The three right. MVP candidates right now, though, are on a tier of their own. Yeah, they are. I mean, and I, yeah, I have no but, problem that Mitchell's but, not being mentioned in that my, conversation. But, Mike, because it, it, is, it is also the place that is being done in. But Yachty's right, so, in Milwaukee. So, so New York is so yeah. – Jokic is in no, Denver. So New York is so thirsty – Right. Yeah. If he laid this same track down in New York, yeah. oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's a fact. It'd be, it'd be but, no question. Yeah, but, but I mean, to, to Mike's point, point the guys that are that are the front runners are they, are playing in oh, no non-coastal cities. Yeah, but but that have no business garnering all that think, attention. Kev, I don't think Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, I, I think people make too big a deal of people not voting for people because they're from Cleveland. I don't buy that. In fact. I, this idea that people vote for New York people doesn't make any sense because I think there's more people that hate New York than hate Cleveland or Milwaukee. I don't think they hate Cleveland. That's yeah. not it. They just discount it. I'm just telling you, they and, do. And Milwaukee too, but they're Giannis just, is getting But his he has run. proved his way because he's won he, a championship he, there. True. You have to acknowledge that. And by the way, I mean, I like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron got doing. plenty of attention when he right. was playing well, in Cleveland. But, but he came here with a pedigree out of high school. Sure. And, and we all knew he was coming. You knew it was coming. Yeah, right. That's, and, that's he, and by the way, even when he left, they looked at it as a LeBron, not the Cavs. It was right. always yeah. LeBron in the Cavs. You're right. You're Currently right. on the NBA's MVP ladder. Mitchell is not in the top 15. So 
That's egregious. Well, but that's not the MVP vote. So. No, but it's no, where but, he's but, ranking but, right but now. And, and he so, is so, a, so who's on the list, Mikey? Uh, as of this moment, and they updated this four hours ago, okay. but also DJ Shark signed with the Panthers. Oh. He's off the board. Uh, and Nelson Aguilar signed with the Ravens. Oh. So Joel Embiid is one, Jokic two, Giannis three, Jason Tatum four, Luka five, Sabonis in Sacramento six, Randall in New York seven, Shy Gilgis Alexander eight, James Harden nine, Lillard ten, and then they list five more in no in no order, just alphabetically. Is this just one person's opinion? Who is that? Uh, Michael C. Wright, but he does a tally. It's Oh. There's a vote. Julius so, Randle. So five more Julius not Randall, listed. Get up out of here. Get the next five. Out of here. Get the out of here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's true. SGA's from a huge market. Hold on, hold on. The next five <laughs> in non-alphabet, just alphabetical. Right. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, De'Aaron Fox, Jimmy Lori Markkinen. I don't want to hear nothing else. We we, so, we finished so, with that. Are we really going to argue about who's 12th for the MVP? I'm not arguing the position. It's just. To even have Street Clothes Davis on the list. It's egregious. It's obscene. By the way, it's 2013, not 2014. Obscene. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it should be in the top. Here's how they change. Here's how they change. If they make some noise, you know how they do. Them boys over there, how they do it. The big time, they say, you got to make some noise first. If they go to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals or they beat one of their bigger teams, They'll start next year on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, because they didn't they put Mobley as Kevin Garnett. Because Mobley will be on one of these teams. He'll be third team all defense this year. He'll get that, and they'll they'll build him to be you know the team that they built right, right. So yeah, they'll do it, but they got to do something first. Right, we have one more super chat, Mike. Uh, well, I was going to mention the Aguilar and Shark signings, and oh. I knew if I did Shark before I got to that, we would have got off tangent. So yeah, Shark is headed to Carolina I on a one year deal. Care. So. I, I think I think he would have been a nice piece here. Nice piece. He would have been, he would have definitely rounded out that wide receiver class, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if they think they can address that in the draft or not, or will they go out and they'll make a move for I, I, maybe I, you know one of these I, other wide receivers I, that's I mean, still available. They do, Hunter listen, Renfro. They might feel like they don't need to add another proven wide receiver. Right. Right. They, they say, have three NFL. Guys will at least on some. They say, yeah, maybe they bring that. in three or four yeah. you know fringe guys, free yeah. agent types. Let him fight it out and right. be the best man. David win. Bell, we know David Bell's going to be here. Right. So that's yeah. at least that's four guys four. right yeah, there. And yeah. Jakeem Grant, who's a returner, yeah. but is technically. So there's really only spots. So I, I'll give you that because David Bell's a high pick. He's got to yeah. see if he pans out or not. But so long as we have three, I was getting greedy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with I you. I still would I, like I, another proven receiver. I would like one. But if, if you, but if push going to shove, give me, give me Bobby Wagner. They do have one more spot. I mean, I, I don't see how Anthony Schwartz makes the team. I don't see how that's possible. My goodness, no. No. By the way, unrelated, I'm just looking at the NBA stats now. What happened to your boy getting mad at you? So many dudes oh, we forgot to tell that story. are scoring 20 points a game this year. It is absurd. Well, Brad's up. Hey, oh, I know, but Brad, how many players just off the head are averaging 20 points a game? Oh. In this league? A lot. Today, yeah. A bunch. Probably about um, 24. I'd say 24. More. I'd say no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, say about 55 people. 20 points without rounding up. Just 20. There's 43 players. That's, right. 20 that's points. ridiculous. If we go. Scoring's way up. No, so the scoring is way up because they they hijacked the rule. Yeah, they have. This is yeah. ridiculous. It's, it, like, and so defense is an option. 20 points doesn't mean it's what it used to, right? It, it, no, it's, it's not. 20 is the new 40. I mean, 40 <laughs> I is the new 20. Where's the 40 is the new 20. 
That's what it is. Oh, Thirty. Thirty. No, about thirty-five. Overtime next. Okay. Ask the show. We got some great questions in OT coming. All up. right. If you're not a member, become one because you're gonna be, you're gonna love this overtime. Yeah, these dudes. These man, are some really boy. good questions. 